This is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain, where your hosts, Joe Donlan and Caitlin Potts. Coming up on today's show, we venture into Wales for the first time this series. We slowly realize that Caitlin might just like puffins a little too much. Joe's Way with Words paints a colorful picture of New York wildlife. We are joined by Christian Bale, who tells us about being born in Pembrokeshire. And we take an escorted tour through the land of 600 castles in our tour for the reason. everyone, and welcome to episode 6 of our 50 Reasons to Visit Britain from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. My name is Caitlin, and like so many other people, I absolutely adore Princess Diana, the Princess of Wales, and think she's a wonderful role model for so many people. And my name is Joe, and I've not spent as much time in Wales as I would like. During each episode, we will be focusing on a new and exciting reason to travel to Britain. As I hope you can already tell, today's reason number six is in Wales, and it is Pembrokeshire. Woohoo! Pembrokeshire, Pembrokeshire in the south of Wales. And going off of that, you just saw my answer, didn't you? I did. My BuzzFeed answer. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Going off of that, we took a BuzzFeed quiz, surprise, surprise there, um, to find out what our Welsh names would be. And I guess since Joe saw mine, I might as well just talk about it, because it's no suspense there. I got Gwyneth, which I didn't know was a Welsh name. Did you know that? Yeah, of course. So the description says, your name is Gwyneth, which means blessed. And you are blessed. You're blessed with good looks. You're blessed with a smart brain. And you're blessed with a fantastic sense of humor. You're great. Yeah. The more of these BuzzFeed quizzes we do, the stupider they get, to be quite honest. (laughs) I love it, don't get me wrong. If by stupider, you mean accurate, then But I am not going to, like, hang my hat on the results. My Welsh name would be Gethin. Okay. How's that spelled? G-E-T-H-I-N. Gethin. Yes. Geth for short. Gethy. Geth dog. (laughs) Getho. Getho. Yeah. Gethsemane. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Apparently I'm a jazzy dresser. And make statements with my clothes, which you is absolutely not. I, I like a good pair of socks. Tell us about your socks. They're monkey wearing a suit, and there's some staples, and, and paper, paper clips. clips. Paper clips. Yeah. He likes to have fun. The monkey, monkey that likes works to have hard fun. and plays hard. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Wow. Very good. Very yeah, good. Yes, so that was one of the more stupid BuzzFeed quizzes we've taken. I liked it. One of the questions was literally just nine pictures of curry chips, and we had to pick which one we liked the best. So we haven't really covered Wales much yet, have we, We Joe? have not covered Wales. Wales is a very small country compared to Scotland and England, which would be the other two main countries that comprise the greatest of Britain. Um, and Wales, honestly, it is the underdog out of them, yeah, as far as tourism goes. Not as many overseas visitors would visit Wales um, for their vacations, but that doesn't mean that there's not a huge amount to do there. It is very much a staycation destination for a lot of English. You know, they might leave mm. London and head to Wales for a few days instead. Or mm. even I know a lot of Irish people who have gone over to Wales and did some, like, camping holidays and stuff like that. But Wales is now becoming a bigger and better destination for overseas travelers. And that's obviously why we're covering it and using it a lot more. And for good reason. 
And so without further ado, we'll jump into uh, one of the main areas in the country itself right after. Very good, very good. Crystal Math. Let's start out with Crystal Math. So Pembrokeshire Coast National Park covers 612 square kilometers. The Pembrokeshire Coast Path hugs the coastline for 186 miles. The population of Pembrokeshire is 124,000. The Pembrokeshire Coast was designated a national park in 1952. There are about 22,542 people living in the national park. I'll put you on the spot, Kate. And what's the difference between Pembrokeshire and Pembrokeshire National Park? What? I don't know. I don't know. Should I know? Uh, possibly. Is this a trick question? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Pembrokeshire is the county in which the National Park is located in. And that's why there's two different populations there. You said there's 22,000 or 22,500 living in the National Park. I see. Um, But Pembrokeshire itself is a wider county where most of the people live. That does make sense. All right. Yes. Very good. It'd be cool to live in a National Park. That's for sure. It would make things very interesting. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the coast of this wonderful county of Pembrokeshire and the National Park that lies within. Pembrokeshire Coast National Park is Britain's only coastal national park. The Pembrokeshire Coast Path was the first national trail in Wales and is one of only 15 national trails in all of Britain. The trail covers almost every kind of maritime landscape and that is what makes it so special. The trail also displays a wide array of bird life and coastal flowers. You get a little mix of all of the good stuff about a coastal path. Absolutely. In Pembrokeshire, which is cool. Visitors can catch great views of the nearby uninhabited islands right off of the coast. And if you're an adventurous tourist looking for something to do while you're there, you can try co-steering. Do you know what co-steering is, Caitlin? Yeah, we talked about it in our Ireland podcast. Just testing you, that's all. Yes, yes. Co-steering is when you go on an organized tour with a group and are taken along rocks and cliffs and jump into the sea. Something I can't do because I think we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. I don't float so good, so I can't really do the co-steering thing. And I'm not a good swimmer, so I think that would count both of us out. But it looks awesome. It I, does. I wish I could do it. Hats off to anybody someday. who's done it. Maybe this time next year I'll come back and say that I was co-steering wow. because I can float now. Who knows? Wow. The new Joe. New <laughs> over 30 Joe. You can also enjoy St. David's along the coast, which is the smallest city in the UK, by visiting its beautiful cathedral or simply just wandering around the area. Now, I've been to some cities in the UK that are pretty small, so mm-hmm. I can imagine St. David's is probably barely even a big town if it, uh, if it allows, if it's allowed city status. But that makes it all the more fun because there's a lot to do, but it's all very walkable and it seems to be in a very cute location. Unfortunately, I haven't made it out there yet myself. As I said at the top of the episode, I haven't seen as much of Wales as I would like. I've only spent a couple of days there. What I've seen, I really liked. It seems like a really cool country, and I can't wait to see more of it. That makes two of us, absolutely. I would love to see more of it. Um, Moving on from the coast to islands, there are 15 small islands on the coast of Pembrokeshire. Skomer Island is an ideal place for visitors to explore the natural beauty that the island offers and the incredible wildlife. 
Oh my gosh, Joe. Skomer is filled with puffins. Puffins. Just going on with their daily activities. So if you want to check that out, go to the Wick. The Wick is a sheer cliff carved with ledges that are perfectly suited to nesting seabirds. Oh, I would go Which anywhere to puffin see puffins. Is, right? Yeah. I would go anywhere to see puffins. I would try co-steering if it meant I could see puffins. Even if you died, I think. probably. <laughs> I died. What a way to go, though. What a, what a way to go. It was for the puffins. Yeah. It was for a good cause. The Smalls Island is a lonely eight-mile stretch of rock and home to one of the wealthiest revenue-producing lighthouses in the British Isles. I was going to ask you about lighthouses earlier, Joe, and I'm happy to know that there are lighthouses. You were going to ask me if there was lighthouses in Wales? I mean, I figured there were, but I don't know if it, maybe if you'd seen any. Yeah, no, there's still a lot of them around. Like coastal, you know, I think. No, Wales is very, very famous for its castles. It's the most sure. densely populated castle population or whatever you want to call it for castles. There's, uh, yeah, I think there's over like 600 castles in Wales. Oh. And that's uh, a lot for such a small area. They're, you know, every few miles. It's kind of like the, the old saying that you're never 10 feet away from a rat in New York City. Same thing with castles in Wales. I'm just, I, Wales I, is a bit more I paint, appealing I just paint comparison. with words, Caitlin. This is all <laughs> I do. Definitely I definitely do. I find the prettiest thing there is, and I just make it prettier with my Wonderful. words. Wonderful. Wow, you really have a way with words. Yes. Thorn Island, off the coast of southwest Wales, is home to a fort that was built in 1854 to protect Milford Haven from the French Navy. Visitors can take a day trip to Caldy Island, which used to be used as a monastic community. This is also home to Pembrokeshire's largest nesting colony of herring gulls. Also cute, perhaps not quite as cute as puffins, but, you know, perhaps her- herring gulls. They're, I'm sure they're cute. Ramsey Island is another popular tourist destination, as they offer boat trips to the island. The island is an RSPB, or Royal Society for the Protection of Birds, Nature reserve and home to hundreds of birds. Such as puffins. Such as puffins. And. What's your favorite kind of bird, Caitlin? Puffins. I also like peacocks, but I doubt they have them in Wales. So, so, okay, so puffins would be your favorite seabird. Yes. And peacocks would be your favorite land bird, basically. And cardinals. I love cardinals. Cardinals, really? I think they're more in North America than UK. Yeah, no, they are, but curious. I I, I know the sports teams, so I know the bird. (laughs) Hello. This is Amy. Pardon the interruption, but I would like to ask you all to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and lots more. We would really appreciate your reviewing us on any and all of these, as that is the best way for new listeners to find us. Right now, we have a segment called Caitlin's Little Jack Horner, which is cockney rhyming slang for Caitlin's Corner. In this segment, we give Caitlin some slang, and she has to guess what the translation is to proper English. Today's slang is shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. Isn't that a James Bond phrase? Shaken, not stirred. Okay. And the answer is not turd, just so you know. <laughs> because I know you like bird. Word. You're not allowed to guess right okay, now. Okay, well, I'm going to think about it. Do. That's allowed. All right. Let's talk more about wildlife, Joe. What do you have for us? I have some wildlife stuff. <laughs> okay. Because we're talking about wildlife. Pembrokeshire is home to all different kinds of wildlife all throughout the area. Skomer Island is world-renowned for its wildlife. How many more times can we say wildlife in this section? Maybe a drinking game. Although it's the most famous for its... Say it. Puffins! 
they only make up a small percentage of the total wildlife, unfortunately. Skomer is home to the largest and most important breeding colony of Manx Shearwater in the world. Lots of seabirds call the island home, while large numbers of migratory birds use Skomer as a stopover. A unique animal to Skomer is the Skomer vole, a subspecies of the bank vole. What's a vole, Caitlin? Should I know this? Probably cute, right? Yeah, it's what. No, I'm getting a no from Amy's <laughs> shaking her head. A vole. Oh, I think, yeah, she showed me. It's like it wants to be cute. It's trying really hard. It's, it's almost a cute little... It's like so ugly that it could be cute. You know, better like than the, the New York rats I just mentioned, right? Yeah. No, you know how they have like the ugliest dog competitions? No, I did not they know do. that was a thing. <laughs> and are I you, feel are like... you surprised by that? <laughs> you know what? The moment it left... I'm, the moment I spoke those words, I, I knew... You just have to kind of think who you're talking to Think about to who I'm directing the question who to. Who is your audience? Who is your audience, Potts? Um, yeah, no, anyway, so ugliest rat, ugliest... Kind of like a mole rat type thing. Nice. Kim Possible. The vole. I haven't seen Kim Possible you in so Kim long. Possible. I I used to love Kim Possible. Kim Possible. But Call I have no me idea me what you're talking about. want to reach me. Wrong stoppable. Has a Quick, mole rat. Quickly. <laughs> Move on, Joe. Move on. While Caitlin overshares, quickly becoming a popular tourist attraction is seeing the bottlenose dolphins of Cardigan Bay. And I can get this one. Bottlenose dolphins are pretty cute. Pretty cute. Yeah, that's two episodes in a row I've seen. Not just cute, but pretty cute. Cute. Pretty cute. Visitors can take a boat trip into the bay and around the coast of Pembrokeshire to see these magnificent creatures show off their swimming skills and agility. Wow. Well, you know what? Not only do we wow. have <laughs> not only do we have wildlife, not only do we have islands on the coast, we also have picturesque spots. Carn Liddy. Yeah, it's Liddy? Te- technically correct. But I have something that I learned while I was in Wales, and I For got sure. really good at it. For sure. A lot of Welsh words will begin with LL, okay. but they're pronounced almost like HL. So it's Hliddy. Hliddy. Yeah. Kind of like, like that Hanuk. Scott, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Carn Hliddy is a short walk up on the St. David's Peninsula that offers visitors an amazing view to White Sands Beach and Ramsey Island in the distance. The Druid Stone Hotel is located on the cliff top overlooking St. Bride's Bay and offers guests a breathtaking view that is hard to pass up. Skomer Island has more to offer than just adorable puffins, but really, do you need more reasons than that? 50 reasons, that's how many. In the spring, sorry, I don't think that joke worked, did it? In the spring, the island is transformed into a world of cotton candy colors as the island is covered in bluebells and sea champions. Stack Rocks is a beautiful place to check out as well. The two massive limestone pillars were once part of an arch that has since collapsed. The best time to go is in the spring or summer when they are covered in masses of chattering seabirds. Do puffins chatter? I don't think so. No. I don't know. What do they do? Like, apart from look cute, according to you? I think they you? just like flap their wings and they're like. They're colorful, right? We're puffins. Their beaks are colorful. As we're flapping our wings. That's what we do. I don't know. Puffy puffer puffins. I believe they also go in the water as well. We saw a video the other day. Go in the water. Like they pee in the water. They probably do. I don't know. They just they just do things. They're puffins. Okay. They do what they want. Mm, weird animal. Yeah. All right. 
All right. Is this Paula? Yes, it is. Good morning. This is Caitlin from Crystal Travel and Hi, Caitlin. How, Hi, how are, you? are you? I'm well, thank you. All right, we have a special guest with us today. Paula Ellis, the Group General Manager of Retreats Group, is with us. Welcome, Paula. Thanks for being here. Borada, Caitlin. Good morning to you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I love that little bit of Welsh too. I love that. So, uh, Retreats Group oversees holiday castle and luxury hotels. The three are Penru Hotel, Roach Castle, and Chur Avilan Hotel. Did I get those right? That's perfect pronunciation. <laughs> um, Penru was actually a priory uh, built in, um, in the 1800s, and uh, Roach Castle is a 12th century uh, Norman tower. And then, yeah, Turzilin is Welsh for Mill Tower. It was a windmill built in 1806. Wow. Uh, so they are, okay. they are three of um, Wales's um, most uh, important historical buildings that have been uh, rescued and renovated to now offer Wales's three leading luxury boutique hotels. Wow. So you're not just staying, you know, somewhere beautiful. You're also staying somewhere that has incredible history and, you know, a story behind it too, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, although they're very historical buildings, the interiors are very contemporary. So okay. um, there's a, a beautiful juxtaposition there of, of old and new. And indeed, Turdilin is Wales's first um, art hotel, uh, contemporary art hotel. We have over 100 original works of art in the public wow. areas and the 21 bedrooms. So, uh, yes, they're, they're very unusual and memorable locations to stay in, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, um, I know you've given us a good overview so far with them. How would you describe each one individually? Well, uh, Roach Castle is probably the jewel in the crown. It is, it's very popular with um, guests from uh, the US and Canada. Uh, it only has six bedrooms, so it's a very uh, intimate place to stay and it has the most um, wonderful view it's perched on top of a rock overlooking the whole of St Bride's Bay oh, so there wow. are wonderful elevated views and it's a wonderful base from which to explore the whole of the Pembrokeshire Coast National Park by car uh, it's um, it's just in a great location. Now, the Pembrokeshire Coast National Park is very important um, because we are the only coastal national park in the whole of the UK. So any um, guests that wish to walk, um, this is one of the best walking trails in Europe. Uh, we have 186 miles of coast paths to explore. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then, and then Penru Priory, sorry, Caitlin, Penru oh, Priory and Tourvillain Hotel are located just uh, 20 minutes from Roach Castle. They're oh. in the most beautiful city, which is called St. David's. Okay. And um, to the Penru Priory is, again, an intimate eight-bedroom guest accommodation, and uh, it's set in 12 acres of grounds. It has a beautiful biodiversity meadow there and a woodland walkway. You feel as if you're in the middle of nowhere, but you're just a stone's throw from the cathedral, the city centre of St. David's, and the outstanding golden sandy beach of White Sands. Wow. And then Tour of Ilin is, is located in the gateway to St. David's. 
and that's a 21 bedroom art hotel with a fine dining restaurant uh, we call it art on a, on a plate that's the kind of food we serve here <laughs> Uh, everything is local provenance. Being surrounded on three sides by water out on a peninsula, seafood and shellfish is really important to us. Our fish is uh, a great feature on our menus. Sure. Uh, everything is sourced locally wherever possible. The cheese, for example, comes from two fields away. The cows that live just at the end of the road is a wonderful little bay called Kairavai. And we have Kairavai Karfili cheese from there. So you can't get better provenance than that. Really. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and people love, you know, having everything local and having it nearby. I think it gives it much more meaning to know that, you know, oh, it's just from the farm, you know, stone throw over, that kind of thing. Yeah, so we want people to uh, experience our very unique culture and taste Wales as well, taste Welsh food. And you know, yeah. there's some really unusual um, specialities in Wales, like lava bread, which is a, a seaweed. Lava is a species of seaweed, and it's called really? bread because we have to knead that uh, wheat seaweed into a consistency, just like you have to knead bread to make it palatable. Sure. And we traditionally have it with cockles and bacon at breakfast time, which is on the menu at all of our three properties. Okay. Wow. That's really cool. That's something you're not going to find anywhere else for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it comes from the times when we were invaded. You know, Wales is a small uh, country with only three million. And when we were invaded by the Normans or the English or uh, many other nations that, that conquered us, and we, were, we would have to retreat to the sea because our food sources were limited. So we'd live off the, off the seafood, the, the cockles and the, um, and the lava bread, uh, which is the highest wow. form of, of, um, uh, of iron that you can ingest, actually, uh, seaweed closely followed by cockles. So, yeah, that's how we survived, really, and how our language survived as well. You know, we, um, uh, it, it's one of the oldest languages in Europe, and um, it's nothing like Irish Gaelic or Scottish Gaelic. Uh, it's a very unique language. It's a very challenging language. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I wanted to go back to something that you said um, a few minutes ago. I know you were saying that uh, Tour of Elan has the um, most rooms of the three places. Mm -hmm. Now, do you find, do people rent that out for, you know, occasions, weddings, things like that? Um, generally, at Tour of Elin, we have guests coming to have individual stays, and, and they okay. the, the, because we're on, we're just seven minutes from the coast path. They, they, they okay. guests come to explore or have lots of adventure or, or wildlife watching. Penry Priory and Roach Castle, very much so. Guests generally take those for exclusive use. So if they're celebrating an anniversary, or a uh, yeah, if they want to have a, a small intimate wedding, uh, or if they just want to celebrate with family and friends. They are very popular venues for exclusive stays, for sure. Perfect, perfect. Now, um, in your opinion, you know, when people want to stay at one of the retreats properties, what mm -hmm. makes these places stand out? What's something they're going to get with these places that is hard to find elsewhere? It's it's uh, it's unique luxury. Uh, mm -hmm. The service standards are are very high, um, but what really makes us stand out is something that we call the Kreisel Kanis Kamrag, and that is the translated into English the Warm Welsh Welcome. Our oh, hospitality like in Wales is unique in the world, and we as a business really want to touch people with our hospitality and our warmth of welcome. Um, so yes, that that's a, a guests 
really comment on how wonderful uh, all our colleagues are here and how much we really care uh, about uh, enhancing our culture and um, letting people feel a little bit of, of how different Wales is to every other country in the world. So that's what really uh, makes us stand out for sure. That's great. And I always say too, what you want with accommodations is almost a vacation within a vacation. You know, if mm-hmm. you can feel like you walk into your room and you're just, ah, oh, you know, you just have that relaxing feeling and you know you're taken care of. That's mm-hmm. that's amazing. You can't beat that. Yes, the the, the rooms are, are very special here. Uh, the, the gentleman that uh, rescued the three buildings and renovated them uh, actually grew up in St. David's, but he's based in Hong Kong now as one of the world's leading five top architects. Oh, wow. uh, so the, the design of the rooms and the specification uh, is, is very high end. And um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the fixtures and fittings are, are uh, unrivaled anywhere else in Wales. So it, it's pure luxury, but uh, without being stuffy or formal, we still have that warm Welsh welcome. Uh, sure. You know, the, the buildings could just be a beautiful contemporary design and fabric without the warmth of the staff here. Um, you know, that that's what really makes it work, what, what, what um, creates what I call the magic. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Now, I have to ask you, I'm, it's probably like, you know, a mom choosing between her, her children. But do you have a favorite of the three? Well, I shouldn't really have a favorite child, but <laughs> Penry Priory, Penry Priory is by far our favorite. It's it's just okay. such a spiritual place. It's just so relaxing. It's very zen-like. And um, all of us here that um, work in the three properties all prefer to work at Penfrew because it just chills you out. And uh, yeah, so we shouldn't really have a favorite child, but Penfrew Priory <laughs> is, is, is generally our favorite. Um, the castle... People tend to have a crush on the castle, but they okay. fall deeply in love long term with Penfrew. Um, so, yeah, uh, people come back to Penfrew again and again and they stay for a much longer period. Whereas the castle is kind of bucket list. Um, people want to experience staying in a 12th century castle. And yes. that's a great memory that they will carry forward for the rest of their lives. It's not yes. necessarily something that they want to do again and again. Whereas Penfrew, sure. it, just, it just calls you back. Sure, sure. And yeah, I agree with the castle, you know, you want to stay, you want to be able to say you've done that and you've had that experience, but to have something that you want to return to again and again, it sounds great to have that with the other places. Yeah, yeah. So um, last but not least, and I know I just asked you about a favorite accommodation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you have a favorite reason to visit Britain? Well, Pembrokeshire is is the, the county that uh, all of our three properties are located in, and I'm not from Pembrokeshire. I'm from a different part of Wales. I'm from the the, the valleys near uh, Cardiff. But I chose to relocate here because, in my opinion, this is the, just the most beautiful part of Wales. It's most welcoming, and the, the landscape here is just so original. And the, the jewel in the crown in Pembrokeshire is St David's. It's the smallest city in the UK. We have just 1,600 population, but we have this most amazing 6th century castle, uh, sorry, cathedral that was founded by our patron saint, St. David. Mm-hmm. And um, we have the Bishop's Palace right next door to it. We have the, the, some of the best golden sandy beaches in the UK. And, and St. David's is 
the cultural capital of Wales. Uh, it's the art capital of Wales. As St. Ives is to Cornwall, St. David's is to Wales. So uh, the, the traditionally artists have been uh, attracted here by the, the light. The sunsets are just outstanding on this most wow. point of the UK. Um, so yeah, the, the, Pembrokeshire and, and St. David's for me is just the best place in the whole of the UK to live. It's, I used to live abroad for many years. It's where I chose to come back to, and I wouldn't want to live anywhere else now than, than this very special place. Oh, that's wonderful. And, you know, it really speaks volumes when you've lived elsewhere, you know, and, and yet you want to go go to Pembrokeshire. You want to be in that area. So that's wonderful. Yes, it's it's a must a, a must see on a, an itinerary of Wales. Um, <laughs> to, to miss Pembrokeshire would, would be a, a, a tragedy. I agree. I agree. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being with us today, Paula. Uh, we really appreciate it. And Caitlin, you're very, very welcome. Croeso. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day over there and enjoy Pendru, enjoy Roach and enjoy Turavilan. And well done on the pronunciation, Caitlin. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Now that the interview is out of the way, we go back to Caitlin's corner to see if Caitlin knows what shaken, not stirred means, reminding her that it is not turd. Shaken, not stirred. I'm going to say bird. We've gone over birds a lot. Yes, you're right. And you guessed it earlier, and I tried to gloss over it in the hope that you wouldn't guess it again. It's all right. It's okay. You you, you only had so many places you could go with that one. Amy, you're going to have to make these harder for her anymore. Yeah, you know. She's she's doing a good job. She's Are you paying her off to... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know these things. I don't things. know either. Moving to Britain Unwritten, we have some hidden gems that we did not have time to speak about earlier. St. Govan's Chapel, located on the southern tip of the county, has an old story attached to it, like all old chapels. It is said that in the 6th century St. Govan, an Irish monk, and again, most chapels across England and Wales seem to have been built or founded by Irish monks. I'm not sure why that is, but just how it happens. Was hiding from pirates in a cave-like fissure, and when he escaped, he continued to live there as a hermit. So in the 13th century, a tiny chapel dedicated to him was built over the site. Legend has it that if you count the steps on the way back down, the number that you count on the way back up will never be the same. Oh, that's cool. You love that sort of stuff, I don't totally you? You are do that. totally down for that. Absolutely. And you pretend you get a different number every time just to keep the <laughs> thing alive, even if it was the same. Yeah. I would enjoy it. If you're looking to experience a tradition. If you're looking to experience a traditional pub in a small Welsh village, Bessie's is the place to look for. Officially named the Different Arms, located in Pontfain, it's known as Bessie's to the locals, after the long-serving landlady, Bessie Davies. Having been a local institute since the 1840s, walking through the doors is like stepping back in time. I can't remember what pub we talked about last year in Ireland, where... The lady who owned, I think it was up in the north, it was one of the old ones, I can't remember the name of it, but it was named after the 
really old landlady who used to be there and she used to come in and she'd always have a cigarette in her mouth but she'd give all her patrons a hug and a kiss was it like dirty every- nelly no oh maybe it was dirty mm-hmm. nelly was either that sure. or was the one up north anyway doesn't matter but i have a feeling bessie's was probably like that back in the day too and she probably fed everybody for free as well and just took care oh, of them bessie. all you know you know just seems a like heart. a very bessie thing to do such a bessie thing to do classic bessie well moving on to our tour for the reason for this episode our tour is taste of wales this is a nine-day escorted tour it has you arriving in manchester england where you'll get a little taste of England before moving on to Wales the next day. You'll spend time touring castles, distilleries, and museums. You'll even take a Snowdonia train ride and tour a Welsh carving woodshop. You'll spend the last full day back in England seeing places like Stonehenge and Winter Castle, which we may talk about later on, say, months from now. Right, Joe? Yes. Something like that. I must say, escorted tours are great for people who don't want to worry about the roads, And they're a great way to meet like-minded travelers, as you tend to travel with groups of people that you have not met before. So say you want to travel alone, but you want the experience of getting to know people who have the same interests as you and want to go to the same places as you. Escorted tours are a great way to do that. Or if you have a family and you just don't want to worry about managing the roads and you want to meet other people that way too, escorted tours are also great. And that's half the fun of traveling and being in a new place is the people you meet. Very good, Kathleen. Thank you. You really sold escorted tours for me there. I thought I did. That's no, we love we do. love escorted tours, and we they're do. still hugely popular for people who Absolutely. kind of want to get a taste of a place, but do enjoy the scheduled side of it, as you said. Absolutely, cool. yes. All right, for doing such a good job, Caitlin, you get a, a treat now. We get Caitlin cares Yay. this week. Caitlin cares for anybody who hasn't heard before is Caitlin's cute animal reaction and excitement segment. And she's already doing a dance behind the microphone, which is strange in its own way. But I think it's because she knows what type of animal is probably coming up today. Puppy! God, I wish we could disappoint you. It (laughs) it would be so worth it. But no. Here you go. It's two of them! Yeah, double the puffin. Oh! It's a a mom and a dad, and what they're doing is they're waiting on the rock for their little baby who's Coming back from summer camp. <laughs> Obviously. Thank you. you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're staring and they're like, oh, it's been so long. We can't wait to see him again. He's just standing on the deck of a boat with his like his luggage beside him and everything. Just waiting for... <laughs> his little cap on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The little, the little <laughs> and, and shorts as well, obviously. <laughs> but, but with his shirt and tie as well. Can't wait to tell you all of my camp stories. <laughs> <laughs> he loves his parents. He can't wait to catch up. Which one is the mom and which one is the dad? So the mom is at the front. The one in the I, back th- I think the, the mom could be the chubby one. She looks like she could be wearing like an apron and stands over a... Okay, that's fair. O- ...over a sink all day washing the dishes. And if the husband misbehaves, she just pulls her nose with, and he plops him the hits him with the rolling pin, I would say. Which same thing, yeah. yeah so he looks like he's got a steady office job, though, in fairness. he's He's got that look he, about him. He, you know, brings the... the he brings the bread home. He's yeah. the breadwinner, as they mm-hmm. say. Or the kelp winner, or whatever they eat. I don't know. Anyway, they're busy. He also, he also <laughs> looks like he's been beaten down by life a little bit, to be quite honest. <laughs> I mean, he is a puffin, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to share that in the show notes anyway, to see what, what you guys think of the life story of these two puffins. I think that's exactly what's happening. All right, well, I 
wish we had more time, but unfortunately, we are all out. You should definitely tune in for our next episode on Karen Gorms, coming out September 18th. As always, please help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing us on Apple Podcast. See you next time. Goodbye. Cheerio.